welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is episode 30 and it's um a movie called saint maud we changed it up a bit because it's halloween we um, filtered out the list in metacritic to their horror movies and we chose from the top 50. we should have chosen from the top 20 or something or 25 but yeah we should and we should have tried to limit it to things that are actually scary because this ain't scary no, it was very disappointing and pretty maybe, you know, it's sort of the theme of our podcast so far. We get sort of <laughs> Usually we say weird. something along the lines of it was to be a little bit too long. It could have got 30% off and yeah, I'm disappointed. I actually felt I actually felt that this felt longer. It was just like what's, you know, what's going to happen? But uh yeah, so it's got a meta score of 83, a user score of 7. It's from 2019. It had a it took a box office of $1.6 million. I don't know what the budget was. It runs for 84 minutes. Um, it's from the warehouse, whatever you call it. It's the A24 that just pumps out movies every week, it seems. Directed and written by Rose Glass. Who hasn't, she's done a couple of indie sort of movies, nothing too crazy. Yeah, a couple of short movies, but nothing really other than this that is of any note, I suppose. Yeah, this got a few plaudits. Uh, cinema just, I went through a couple of the crew, and the only one that stood out to me was the cinematographer Ben Forrestman because he won a British Independent Film Award for this. Hmm. And yeah, it was pretty pretty nicely shot, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the lighting I, I thought was exceptional in this. Um, the choice of the contrast and um, scenes actually were very good, specifically where it is. I think the door to Amanda's house, which we can talk about later when she's standing in front of it it's in some points, it's just very well shot. Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite atmospheric at times, the mm. way it's shot and the, and the sit in the set design as well is quite, quite good. Anyway, so I'll, I'll nutshell the plot. Our uh, nurse, Maud, um, uh, she has a weird past where she most likely killed somebody by cracking their ribs or something when they yeah it starts off in a them. really well not violent the violence is over uh when the, when the first scene kicks off but yeah there's somebody on a gurney bloody and dead and there she is in the corner freaking out bloody and not dead <laughs> yeah and so like she gets a job looking after a cancer patient and she sort of has this back and forth trying to save her soul and the amanda the, the cancer patient is sort of you know taking the piss basically of her and in a subtle way and she gets fired and then she descends into a bit of madness and uh goes back and uh things are a bloody mess at the end really so yeah i, I thought the um chemical cocktail that she'd been brewing up prior was going to be used differently um yeah, the, I thought the yeah. the method of well, I won't even go into it yet, but um I was surprised by that piece. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be poison as well, probably just a cocktail, but no, it wasn't. Uh interesting way the movie ended. Anyway, let's get to the chase here and maybe we can 
reflect the length of our podcast with the length of this movie because it's not really that long but it nope. felt long but let's get through it so yeah the movie starts off where she's a bloody nurse basically sort of looking in the corner in this sort of a bloody a nurse. Cell at the start <laughs> yeah. yeah actually bloody not just a turn of phrase yeah no no no, no. <laughs> nurses are not bloody nurses are the best people in the world uh, I didn't. I thought it was a padded cell at first, but obviously it's a uh, it's a hospital, and there's a yeah, there's a bloodied corpse and, and there's a, a gorney, gurney, gurney, cockroach, which is a thematic thing that pops up every now and then when she's having a bit of a, a freak out. But there's a cockroach clambering along the ceiling, which she's kind of staring up at while she's freaking out and covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, it's a little doesn't it? It's, it's, when it came up later on, it didn't look real. I was like, oh, that doesn't look. It's Weirdly, cockroach. It was an actual cockroach in all scenes. Really? Did they had a they had hired a cockroach handler for the movie? <laughs> what? Some guy in a top hat. <laughs> Hello, come here, cockroach table. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because it looked like it was the typical A twenty four sort of digital uh, manipulation of of stuff. No, no, it was an honest to goodness. Cockroach, and there were several cockroaches in the movie. It wasn't just the one. <laughs> just in case it got tired. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's tough work. They were, yeah, they didn't want to get dragged in for the cockroach actors union. <laughs> you know how strong they That's are. On strike again, those cockroaches. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it starts off with her narrating. She does a bit of narrating through the entire movie. It starts off with "Dear God," and then blah blah blah. blah. So like, she has all of this. We we get to see inside of her thinking a bit during the movie because of the all the the narration. But uh, it's set in this uh, quite a beautiful seaside town. Actually, do you know what town they shot it in? Uh, I looked it up, and now I can't remember. I know it's in Wales because no, it's not in Wales. No, ah, absolutely messed up. Um. Where is it? It's in Scarborough, North Yorkshire. Oh, okay, because half the actors are Welsh. I assumed. Oh, I assumed yeah. correctly. Yeah, you assumed. You just you jumped to conclusions there. Yeah, I did. Uh, considering she's Welsh, well, she's Swedish. Morfid, yeah, Morfid Clark. Morfid Clark, and uh, the lad she boinks later on's got a Welsh accent, and some of the lads in the pub had Welsh accents. I jumped to the conclusion that there's a bunch of Welsh people. It has to be Wales because they don't they never leave. Thankfully it wasn't shot in that longest Wales town name in the world, you know. Oh, yeah, we've no chance of pronouncing it. No. So yeah, it's a nice little setting for it. It's a bit it's a bit grim, but it looks pretty and um Maud has a new they, posting, a house house on the hill, stereotypically. House on even the though hill. it is a picturesque scene, they managed to shoot it in a very depressing sort of manner. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe for sure. Choice of lighting. Yeah, it's grey, greyish, dark sort of. Yeah, it's kind of a dark movie as well. It's sort of greyish blues. Mm. So I thought it was funny. She's going into the. Uh, she's taking over from the other nurse, and she asks, "How is she?" And she goes, "Bit of a cunt." <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that was a great line. That, that's the only line I quoted. But yeah, that's that's a fantastic piece because she was she, yeah. was, all, she was all you know. The other nurse was very um, business like. Onto that question, and she thought about it yes. for a second and went, Bit of a cunt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But to be honest with you, she isn't. Not at all. She's actually lovely. Um, yeah. That her nurse, well, I, I guess this nurse was being fired at, the, at that time or being let go. So maybe, maybe she know. was a bit of a cunt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, Amanda, played by Jennifer Ele, if that's her surname, if that's how you really pronounce it. She's 49, has lymphoma of the spine or something, used to be a dancer. She smokes a lot, so she doesn't really that give a does, shit yeah. anymore. Yeah. And the, uh, I started thinking of the Father Ted thing about cigarettes. Lovely facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, she smokes constantly. And for the non Irish people in the listenership, fags is a nickname for cigarettes in Ireland, sorry. And England, I guess, as well, probably. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So, so um, again, similar to the last movie, actually, um, death is a massive theme in this because you're once <laughs> on the way out. Yeah. Like that she's, she's kind of fecked already when the movie starts. Yeah. And we have this sort of theme that runs through the movie of Amanda having these um, nights of passion with these random people, mainly um, Carol, Carol Lily, Lily Fraser. Yeah, I think she's, it's implied that she's, well, I think Maud thinks she's a lady of the night. Whether or not she is, is debatable. Yeah, and the first the first night is a bloke, and we never see him again. I don't think I can't remember, but she's turfed out due to that. And uh, Maud walks around the town and gives money to a hobo and goes to a weird diner, and then she's called back because Amanda's crazy sick. So uh, yeah, she gives out at this point when she's talking to God, saying, well, "How the hell did this um, fancy well-to-do lady end up in a town like this? Even I hate it." Yeah, and then she's asking, Amanda's asking her, oh, what's, you know, how long have you been doing this? Oh, one year. Where did you work before? I worked in a hospital here. You know, are you used to death? And I needed a change. Yeah. And uh, they talk about her recent conversion to, to her faith. And she kind of says, God is pulsing and warm and good. Yeah, see, if I was Amanda at this point, red flags would be just popping up all over the damn place. I'd be like, okay, that's, that's lovely. Uh, we'll talk in the morning, will we? And I'd get on to the contract agency that hired her. I'd be like, get her out of here now. She's mental. Yeah. She's, um, yeah. But she's like, then they're, 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 I don't know, they have a conversation about that and, you know, she's asking, I wonder what it would be like and it really just needs to go deeper and it just didn't and it was just, I just felt it's, it was a missed opportunity and they, the conversation ends and then she's kind of walking up the stairs in raptures you know, sensing the, the flow of God. Yeah, but I think her. at this point, the conversation has triggered something in her that um, mm. she she has a purpose. So she thinks, God yes. has given me a purpose to save the soul of this fallen lady. Um, and yes. the thought of that gets her rocks off, effectively. <laughs> and she's lying <laughs> in the stairs, you know, in, in ecstasy. Throws of ecstasy, mm. yeah, the ecstasy of. I was trying to think what the what's the religious words for these things. I thought it was rapture. I thought it was, yeah. Um, well, you know, if if that's rapture, I wouldn't mind some of that myself. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if the if religion actually brought that sort of sense of you know. Yeah, just walking up the stairs. Way, way. <laughs> New underpants, please. <laughs> <laughs> all I get, all I get, walking upstairs is out of breath. Say, <laughs> oh, be back. Uh, where's God when you need him? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so, um, it's not real. No. So then, yeah, I think you're right. You know, just from just from you saying that, like, she does have this warped sense of you know a, a mission to save people from God, especially Amanda, obviously. So she like mm. the next scene, she's like kneeling on pebbles before the crucifix, and it's like the whole old fashioned. You gotta be, you gotta punish yourself for you know 
Oh yeah. What's that thing about? What's about that thing about religion where you actually have to feel pain to penance to worship your, your god? No penance. Yeah, your sins. Penance. Or yeah, because you had some good fun on the stairs. It's time to hurt your knees. And she's a yeah. nosebleed at this point, I think. Um, yeah, it's the next day. She has a, she's at the sink and she has another rapture and throws of ecstasy at the sink. And then there's a rap on the door that, that sort of gets yeah, her out of that. I, I think the nosebleed is important here because it, it, it's my opinion that this poor lady has some sort of brain tumor. Um, and it can bring on these sexual experiences and hallucinations if it's uh, pressing on a certain point of your brain. Um, so um, that's my take, and I think she was, she probably had cancer herself. We never know. <clears throat> never know, and that's the that's a, probably the, one of the weak points of the movie. We don't really get to know Maud that well. We don't know about the ins and outs. So like, there's, there's, there's not, not a lot of dialogue, and the narration is pr- quite lightweight too. And I just think it loses. It's I don't know. It didn't go. Well, deep into her backstory I enough say the for me. narration isn't really narration it, it's it's part of her discussions with her diary entries or something well it, it, or... it's a her talking to god and the problem is that she actually believes that god is fully listening and also in her head you know as as a passenger so mm. it's it, it, it's it's a window into her lunacy Lunatics, lunatic of God, God's creation. That's a deicide song, if I remember correctly, from my death metal days. Nice. Sorry for that aside. Um, she has this. There's an important scene where she's taking breakfast and she sits down. And she does grace before breakfast, and Amanda has this sort of, oh, I'll play along with this, and she has she's a side smirking, smile. But she, yeah. but she, you know, she puts her hands together in prayer and just okay. What, what, what the hey? Yeah, so she, you know, this is definitely she wants to save her, and she's got this weird last gasp when she's going through these raptures, and it's just a bit freaky at times. She does it maybe it's three or four times. Very freaky, actually. Um, I wish there could have been was, was more of that. There wasn't enough freakiness in the movie. It was very just flatlining along all along, and not very interesting to me. See, I, 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 I kind of disagree with you on that point because I taught her. Her insanity and how she's portraying this insanity by discussing her day-to-day activities with God and uh, how she thinks that God is setting up tasks for her. I found that interesting-ish. Um, and I, I found a, a level of anxiety throughout the entire movie that builds up. Not maybe in the first half, but certainly in the second half as things accelerate for her um specifically when carol is in, introduced um there's something that's done very well with production here and the sound that it, it, it's using some very grating sounds and um mm. I, I found it painful almost um uh, it makes it hard to watch but i think that's kind of intention like there's a bunch of white noise in certain pieces in the movie when she especially when she's freaking out like when she's in the party later on we'll get into that in a second but yeah. it really ramps up the anxiety for me i didn't feel the anxiety it just didn't i didn't it didn't do enough for me like that that whole white noise is a very generic trope to use yeah uh, it works in movies and it's, it triggers me <laughs> it triggers you just like 
who Sarah's bone cracking. Exactly, exactly. Or, or shoes for yourself. Yeah. People walking. Yeah. Unusual decibels. Yeah. Uh, so she gets a she gets a gift from from Amanda of a, of a Blake painting book, which uh, I know a couple of his paintings from my his art history past, and they're all very religious and demonic. Uh, but it says to my savior, and you know, she wrote in it to my savior. So it's like, hmm. I mean, that was a nice thing for her to do. I thought, you know, it wasn't. It was completely... kind of nice. You, you think it was done sarcastically? I think so. She drew wings and everything, and it's like you don't really believe that. I don't no, know. No, no, she didn't. She didn't believe it. I think she did it nicely anyway. It, it maybe a bit tongue in cheek, but um, she didn't think it was going to do any harm to string this lady along. She didn't know how deeply. Well, I'm not going to say religious, insane. This lady was. She's yeah, religious and yeah. in, in, incredibly insane, and uh, she didn't know the levels of that. <clears throat> insanity yeah yeah so like she's obviously she's um this carol lady lady of the night's coming over to you know drink and have some nice times with amanda so obviously you know ma yeah. doesn't like this because it's it's not the right way to save your soul yeah so uh, if i was amanda i'd be doing the exact same thing you're, you're about to check out <laughs> booze it up and have yeah. a good time why not yeah yeah so like she's um she gets carol in the kitchen and goes listen you need to go away and never come back she needs she needs to have her exit from the universe in a pious fashion yeah so she disappears she bumps into an old friend from before times and she's going do they know what happened katie you know she's just like going oh do they know what happened and, yeah you know, they hired some... you after they found out what happened yeah uh, and then Maud's like uh bye-bye yeah so yeah Choo. Then there's a scene where she fist bumps the hob in the kitchen. Yeah. She wants a bit of pain. Yeah, what was that about? I can't remember. Oh, know. that's because she um, there was a phone call then with Amanda and Carol. And I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Amanda's like goes really cold with her at this point. And I think mm -hmm. fun time, happy friendships with your patient is over. Uh, yeah. She knows you're schizo. Yeah, so Amanda hosts a party and Maud is there as the, the maid, basically. And Amanda calls her out, you know, oh, here she saved my soul, went behind my back. Yeah, it, it gets my little up. saint. Really unpleasant seeing here. Um, very awkward um, when, she, when she calls her out like that. She doesn't let her leave as well, which is kind of, I find painful to watch this is where the, the the white noise ramps up and my skin starts crawling up with that i don't obviously mm. doesn't affect you so no you weren't affected by chalkboards and chalk no no well, i don't like nails on chalkboard i don't like that anyway she slaps him and and gets fired so she's back home in her hovel this is around the 41 minute mark and mm -hmm. nothing has happened i noted it it's just like I know you. You say that the intensity is rap is is piling on and ramping up. Whatever I just felt well, nothing. Not not to this point. There's only a bit of intensity at this point, which was the party. Um, up to the party, it's just. I don't know. It, it's setting the scene. That's a very long setting the scene. I will give you very that. long setting the scene, and it's not done properly. It needs to go into. It needs to get it more into her background. Like all we saw is the first scene of her in the 
trapped in the corner of this room with a bloody corpse. And, and, and the Katie scene. That, that's a bit the height of it. Yeah, that's it. And like, I need more of that to understand what you know, frame of mind Maud is in. She, so I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't have minded a set of flashbacks. I wouldn't have mm, minded okay. a set of flashbacks going from that incident to her maybe maybe perhaps having a little mental breakdown and perhaps thinking she saw God or whatever, blah, 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 and then getting, you know, a little time-jumping storytelling plot mechanism. I thought that, I think that might have done that 41 minutes a bit more. It would have kept me better. Uh, I, I will give you that, yes. That, that would be a better approach in my head, but I ain't no director. No, no, no. Uh, anyway, she's back home. It's a horrible little hovel. She's unraveling more. She's unemployed. She self-harms a lot. She's back so talking to God. Out. She's giving out to God at this point. Yeah. Basically saying, well, yeah. what do you want me to do? I did bloody everything. You suck, God. You suck. Upside yeah, down so shots. Yeah, upside down shots. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's one upside down shot. Well done, director. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's put the camera upside down for this one. <laughs> That's it. Cameraman. You've got a pair eyes. That camera's upside down. Well done. Yeah, the cameraman's going, fuck it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to turn my camera upside down. Um, so anyway, she goes out for a pint, and this is probably one of the, you know, this set up for, uh, set up for a bit more exposition. We see it in a weird way, though. It's kind of, um, she's out for a pint, and she meets up with a dude and does something, you know, a bit naughty in the pub. Yeah, um, he finds God, too, but via hand i guess <laughs> um, yeah that, that was very awful um she's standing at the bar and her pint just starts having a typhoon in it and like and she freaks out with that i'm like going yeah i twirl my pint around at times and i can get a typhoon in it <laughs> yeah yeah but not what before before you've touched it though <laughs> If I'm, if, I'm not touching, if I'm not touching a pint and it starts spinning by itself, I too would be a little <laughs> bit disconcerted. It depends on how many pints you've had. That's true, actually. No, but it's usually the entire world that's in a typhoon at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, she, um, she uh, bumps into a dude and uh, they go back and basically they bump in the middle of the, they're in the middle of the throw of passion and it flashes back to when she's doing compressions on a patient and she cracks the rib and blood spurts out everywhere flashes forward to the man she's wet and there's blood coming out of him and she goes freaks out and then he's okay he's, he's normal and uh yeah he's it's weird and it's an unpleasant scene if i'm honest um yeah it's a i don't know hey come on give me yeah i don't want yeah i don't the, I, if, again yeah. there's, there's no horror here no nothing there's no fear nothing. there's no jump um so, yes, I think it's a psychological thriller, I suppose, but we got unlucky for a Halloween movie here because this is not something you watch for Halloween. Yeah, we're, we're, we're unlucky. Anyway, she goes to... Um, she She's at home the next scene and she's going, please guide me, and then she sees fireworks and then vomits up everywhere. <laughs> she's like vomiting up fireworks at that point. That, that's what I take as a sign from God, too. Yeah, it's like yeah, twenty jägermeisters, and I'll have a sign from God. <laughs> exactly, and she does a hell of a yoga pose in midair, and that's yeah, supposed impressive, to be impressive. Yeah, that's, that's where half the budget be. went. Yeah, but that's supposed to be the guidance from God, basically. So the next thing we see her putting hobnails into her tennis shoes, and she just goes walking around in nails. Yeah, that 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 I found difficult. Um, I, I don't like body mutilation stuff. Um, 
it, it doesn't even show it was happening. It's just the, the concept of it is un, unpleasant. She seems to get joy from it, though, which is good. I think it's her doing more penance for her yeah. wicked ways the night before. It's like that flagellation thing, isn't mm, it? Yeah, you people. can't be this bit of self-flagellation. Flagellation. <laughs> Um, and the voiceover then she goes, Amanda, you called to me. So that's a further, further imposing, you know, her, her mission to save her soul. So she meets yeah. up with her, Amanda's nurse and gets all the bloody information. I was like, blah, blah, who gives a shit? That, that, that scene was pointless, I think is the word I would use for it. Um, There's no need. There was no more exhibition on it, really. No. It from it. It doesn't add anything to the story. Anyway, she's lying down in her hovel of a house, and a, the, Mr. Cockroach comes out again, Yay. and then leads her over to her shrine of Blake painting she cut out from the book, and then um, this demonic voice starts speaking to her, and like, obviously, is it God or is it Satan? Who the hell is it? It's God, and he's speaking Welsh. Is he speaking Welsh? I thought That's it was Welsh. like Aramaic yeah. or something. No, it's a straight Welsh. Really? Yeah. It, That's know, because Welsh is is Celtic, but it really isn't. Like the rest of the Celtic languages. I did not pick up on that. I'm usually pretty good with languages. Probably was uh, the painter Blake then talking to her because he was Welsh. Could have been. Why did you cut up my book? (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming for you. You bitch. (laughs) Put more nails in your shoes, goddammit. And buy my new next book that somebody else gathers. Anyway, it's her friend visits Katie or whatever. Is it Katie her name or was Maud's ex name Katie? I never I got remember. the friend's name. I'm not even sure that we get it. Um, if okay. it was, it was blasted out uh, very quickly. Um, but she comes around. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's very weird. She just talks. She but just then, talks. She doesn't. She talks because her friend, her, her ex friend, is sitting there staring out the window and ignoring her. Yeah. And she clearly knows something's wrong. She's looked around the, the room, and the room is full of religious iconography and nothing else. So, but she's a, she's oblivious though. She just keeps con- talking about herself. She doesn't even she's not asking questions about Maud. She's just talking about herself. And I'm like, are you a, are you an idiot? Like, I obviously there's something wrong with her. I, I in my head, she she was nervous because of the lunacy she was facing and decided to fill all of the quiet time with gibbering. Um, but when she gets the chance to leave, she like flies out the door, which is what I would have done immediately after looking in the door. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Amanda goes, or Maud goes for the Amanda showdown. It's like, okay, it's an hour and 15 minutes into the movie now, and the movie is now, did, did, what, an hour and 24. Away, there, was, there was a scene right before her friend to- turns up, and she had two bottles of chemical. Uh, sitting on the table. One was hydrogen peroxide and one was acetone. And if mm. you mix those chaps together, um, it, it, it go boom with, with the addition of fire. A lighter. Mm. It, apparently it's, um, I, I googled the mixture and apparently it's similar to TNT in boominess. Yeah. Lovely. So that, um, you kind of think, okay, that's going to be a nice cocktail for blah, blah, blah. And so she, um, she yeah, goes thought, to Amanda, sits was, down. I thought that was for Amanda's um, breakfast. Breakfast. Here, have some boom boom for breakfast. Yeah. So she sits down and um, they are first, the only, the only bit of horror 
jump scare in the movie happens when Amanda's face goes weird and yells at her and talks in a monster's voice and blah, blah, yeah blah. yeah Maud is full on hallucinating here at this point she sees demons inside her old friend Amanda yeah uh, so she stabs it, her it, yeah it, it's very um ah uh, goddamn brain it, it looked a bit like. Yeah, it looked exorcisty, but it also looked when looked like when um, Bilbo Baggins turned. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, when he just snaps. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me like back that. the ring, or give me the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Do the roar. No, that's a different movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it, and she stabs her to death with scissors. And yeah, I, really, I that caught me by surprise. Not not that it really scared me or anything, but I was waiting for things to explode, literally explode, and it never happened because oh. I thought when she was. She was doing the cross on her face with water, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bottle of water. Tap thought, water. Which probably turned out to be tap water, but I thought it was explosive liquid that she was going to pour on her head and light her. Yeah. I was kind of oh, upset no. that never happened. <laughs> well, you got something in the next scene. But That's she comes true. out of yeah, she comes out of the that her Amanda's has a la Birdman, a la Carrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of both. Mixture between Birdman and Carrie. Yeah, blood all over and floating into the sky. Heads down to Scarborough Beach and uh, has the bottle of stuff with her. Pours it over herself and some wings appear behind her in neon SFX. Yep, she and... believes she's been sainted or not sainted or whatever the, the um, getting your wings equivalent is in religion. I can't remember anymore. Um, then she gets a lighter out. <laughs> yeah and obviously in, in in her you know delusional world she's heading up into the sky because there's a little portal of clouds up there oh, another, another in, cyclone with a beam of light coming down yeah yeah but in the very last millisecond we see her just burning burnt corpse yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps she goes at the last millisecond of life ah shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I've made a mistake. <laughs> oh, I must be insane because this is actually painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine I'm not... explosive burny liquid on you is going to be a little bit painful. Yeah, yeah, immolation, right? Self immolation. That's the phrase. good old self immolation. Everybody should From... try it at least once. <laughs> From flagellation to immolation. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the banner for this movie. <laughs> um... uh... Nothing, this isn't a horror movie. No, it's a sort of a no, very, no. very, very, uh, it's very it's mediocre. Slow, slow psychological thriller with two or three main events. It, it, could, yeah. it could have been condensed or they could have added a little bit more, well, mortar. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah, okay, maybe kill off, kill off one of the other nurses, you know. They, yeah, kill off one of the guests or something, and yeah, pss, yeah. Pss, and feed the guest to Amanda. Yeah, very <sighs> Hannibal Lecter of you. Um, yeah, yeah. Cut I think their a little head open. A little yeah. bit more psychological torture on Amanda. Amanda doesn't really get any psychological torture until the last few seconds. Yeah. No. Yeah. It could have been so much better. I think. You know, if we if they had called us up and went, "Yo, our movie sucks," we would be able to. I would have added the um, back and forth time frame to give us more exposition of her some, backstory and some kaiju is coming in off the beach and um, oh, maybe not may, let me near the story. No, no, big robots. Um, listen, this Space annoyed aliens. me. Yeah, no, this annoyed me with big earlobes. Gave, <laughs> I gave the plot one out of five. What about you? 
Uh, I didn't really like the plot all that much, but I give it 1.75 because I thought there were some redeeming qualities to it, but it was a bit light in plot for the amount of movie there was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the plot. Um, acting, I gave 2.75. I thought the acting was quite good. So I thought Morford Clark played Maude. I thought good. Jennifer Heller was good. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I went as far as 3.5 on this. I thought the acting oh, was excellent. Mm. I, I know, I know. I thought Morford was absolutely bang on um, as a psycho who believes in something very strongly um, and yeah. part of her brain still trying to cope with reality and the other parts quite happily talking the god who isn't there at the time um, so I think she does a great job and, and Amanda's great too yeah she's good and everybody else is just sort of whatever they're but they're not extra really characters. there the extra characters have very few no. lines the, yeah the, well, have you watched the Lord of the Rings TV show? Because Morford Clark is in I it. I watched maybe two episodes of it. I didn't particularly like it, to be honest. I thought she was excellent in it, but the story never grabbed me and I just stopped watching it. Um, I thought it was weak, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched this. She's won, she won a BAFTA Wales for this movie. Uh, Jennifer L. playing Amanda is a BAFTA winner for... Uh, Pride and Prejudice, nineteen ninety six. She played alongside it. Everybody's favorite romantic dude. What do you call him? What the hell's his name? God, I remember it three hours ago when I was looking it up. Colin Firth. Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Which is a nice segue yeah. into Moifid Clark because she also was in a movie called Pride and Prejudice and, and Zombies. Zombies. Yeah. Did you and see that in the previous movie? I have seen that. It was absolutely terrible. I enjoyed it immensely. Oh. <laughs> That's, it's rubbish. Pure rubbish. Sometimes I love rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All uh, right, yeah. So um, soundtrack, I don't even remember anything. Sound brackets track. Uh, you obviously liked all the ramp up of sound effects. Yeah, I think it was used intensity. to good effect. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion <clears throat> you're going to give it a low number. Yeah, I'm giving it one out of five. Kicking the stones to the sound people. Um, yeah. yeah, I give it two point five um, because like there's no real music in it, but there is good use of sound. I in my head anyway, the, the ramping mm. up the white noise where it's used. I think it's actually quite good. But okay, yeah, um, somewhere in the middle maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, production I gave 2.5 I thought it was nicely shot good set design, good uh, atmosphere created by the production choices and yeah I'm not going to give it any more than that I actually gave it the same uh, I thought the production was good um, not, nothing stonking about it but it's, it's good it's, it's nothing bad I thought the upside down scene <laughs> was a bit daft <laughs> um, but yeah, the rest of it was quite good, and the, the 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 choice of color and the contrast used with lighting at times was very good. Um, yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, I usually go down to the worst review, but it's, the worst review sucks. I'm not going to read it. I, I liked um, the third worst review from Andrew <laughs> Crump at Paste Magazine. He gave it 59 out of 100. He said, "There's texture here, unnerving ambience as proof of glass, but in talents, but less isn't always more. And while Saint Maud doesn't need much, it simply doesn't have enough to make an impression lasting beyond one second of terror." I thought that was that's, quite that's apt. a very good review. Actually, that's exactly how I'd uh, rate it. Um, yeah, he's he's rated it higher than you, but I think yeah, I think what he's described is good. There was potential here that was kind of wasted. Yeah. Um, 
The Guardian gave it a hundred. What the? What? <laughs> Peter Bradshaw. He says the film punches out its warped drama with amazing gusto, and Clark is lethally assured. Not Saint Maud, really, but Saint Joan, a spectacular horror heroine. Come on. Yeah, that's a bit too much. It is a bit too in, much. In, in my eyes, the movie's okay. Um, a hundred out of a hundred. Nah, I don't. I, nothing gets a hundred out of a hundred. Certainly not this movie. That's weird. People, I noticed like when I read a lot of movie magazines these days, they rarely give anything below three out of five stars. They just, I think they are in, they don't want to annoy studios so they don't get like interview access and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Wait until we get um, market <laughs> connections. Might be loving somewhere. every Anyone movie. near us after all the stuff you said about her. Yeah. A24 can Bite piss me. off. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually quite like A24. Some of their stuff is excellent. Um, well, they have a new horror movie out now. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Talk to Me or something. There's this, the premise is, it's got some good reviews. There's a premise such as party and there's like this statue of a hand or something. And when you say talk to me, when you hold it, then you see ghosts or monsters or something. And then, I don't know, it sounds stupid, but it's got good reviews. That, that, that sounds shocking. But, uh, <laughs> it's A24 though. Yeah, I do like some of their stuff. Uh, did they do one called Gems? I think they did. Oh, they did? I don't know. I think they did. I, I thought that was a fantastic <laughs> movie. And uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, stonking, which you hated. I did. I couldn't get into it. I thought it was weird for weird's sake without a lot of meaning behind the weirdness. There you go. That's my one-liner set review of that. <laughs> That'll save us doing the review if we land on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, let's um, exercise <laughs> Saint Maud out of existence here. Take, and, take off uh, your shoes with the nails in the soles. Yeah, exactly, and stop flagellating myself. <laughs> Silly. Uh, so um, next episode will be our recap of the last um, episodes twenty-two to thirty. So we won't roll for a random movie now. So we will see you on episode. 31 please review like share everything on all audio platforms and we'll see you next time bye bye ciao